0: You haven't said that for a while. Look at the sizey, <laughs> it's the same on mine, as on yours, we were just as good. We're on two machines at the moment. Like Lee and he- like Fist of Herring or and a- 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 Colin and fun. We are in the same room as one another. Face to face, Ronda, do- we haven't said hello, hello. Cheap to cheek. Episodes 149. The topic today is... <laughs> the next episode is 150. We'll get a special guest. We'll have to. We are in the same room. I know, this is very exciting. We used to do this in, old, in olden times. Do you remember before... Before we were rubbish and lazy and stingy. Before yeah. we discovered that there was something better than Skype. Yes. And we didn't have to spend £50 pounds on train journeys every time we wanted to record an episode. Yeah, in other words, we became rubbish and lazy. Rubbish and, and lazy and ugly. Like people who, rather than get an orchestra to record their incidental music, mm-hmm. just use samples. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of mentality. Worse than that, they just, they just use MIDI keyboards. Yeah. I knew this would happen. Really? This is why we came in to the lounge, so this wouldn't happen. Well, let me just deal with it. And it appears to be happening anyway. Yes, Judith, what would you... What on earth do you want? <laughs> I, I don't... I, I, I want you know what you're talking about. We were talking about how naughty Judith Mailer is. But She's not really naughty, is she? <laughs> Is your is your is, right? Can you can you take that down to mummy? I, no, I want to sleep it in my gruffalo bed. In your gruffalo bed. That's How great. exciting! We need to ask mummy to tuck you in. Okay, I'll see you in a short while. Mummy. I guess we we'll have to start again. No, there's no way am I cutting Judy out of what I'm doing. Cause that's beautiful. Well, I mean. What she's, do you think of my new house, Nick? Oh, we're not. Oh, sorry. We're one. What episode 101 hundred and nine? I'm doing is at like podcast.com? podcast. <laughs> the, the topic today is Nelson Mandela. Yes. Moving on. Um, what do you think you, of my new house? Um, it's a much bigger house than my house, so therefore <coughs> much, you're much posher and richer yes. than I am. We've got three floors. So you've only got two. Yes, and it, and each floor is smaller. So yes. than my house. So all in all, 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 that you live in London, and therefore, and you, but, but you live in what? Well, it's not Bath, is it? It's Windsor. No. This is Winsley or something like that. i regressed. Yes. This is halfway between Bath and Bristol. There is... Uh, you heard Judith had come with us this weekend. Is this is true. And she popped in. And Judith has been a part of the podcast before. And we've been through mm-hmm. her birth on the podcast. She was born live on yes. the podcast. Someone else, another character who has been on our podcast before, has been Dexter oh. the Cat. And he's mm-hmm. he's, he's a wall at the moment. We're hoping he'll... Um, Stopping stupid and decide to come back. He's buggered off. He's buggered off. He's found a better a, a better staff. Probably. He's probably found a nice old lady to live with. <laughs> you don't realise you've been made redundant. He oh, doesn't protest. torment you? Well, actually, no, you've been fired. Um, yes. But we'll. we'll uh, the problem is when you advertise a black and white cat, um, there yeah. are quite a few black and white cats, so there was a false alarm this evening. There's Jess, of course. Yes. from your cat? So let us hope that by the next episode... Um, oh, that know, would, would be rather pass. nice if he's back by then, by 150. He would. Uh, I mean, I always thought that Lucy was better, but obviously... <sighs> <laughs> uh, now I've met Lucy, I know she's better, but obviously, <sighs> I don't wish any ill on the worst cat at that all. Is, that's... Uh, yeah. So you you, you you dissed Finch the other day, so I get to... Finish. What did I say about Finch? I think you said you wish you could put her in a mincing machine. i said something like that. And make make cat meat out of her <laughs> and then feed her to other cats <laughs> yes yeah just well, no, but cats are so evil they'd like that it's probably true or you yeah, know turn her into vegetable matter and then feed her to other cats. do you know I quite want to go to my Gruffalo bed do you yeah why well I just wish I had a Gruffalo bed well Judy's bed was blown up today by That's your true. wife's lungs oh right I thought you were my wife's ammunition and TNT <laughs> no yes she, she, she blew she blew it up no your house is, is, is nice um I would Could do with some decorating. No, I <laughs> turn my hole in the wall over there. Yeah, well, I thought it was made by your cat because your cat. No, that was to me. That destroy. One. Somebody was worried. They sent a message to your forum, um, or, or rather, a blog post. Um, Don't that click they... the magnets because that comes up. That worried Noise overrides all other noises. Good. Worried that we wouldn't do another recording because you were angry. Did someone say that? Yes. <laughs> what was I angry about? Um, I, I was angry that... Oh, because we fought on the last yeah, rum because I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't, uh, I was, because uh, I, I was offended that you got offended, if you are We right had there. a conversation like we would normally offer rumdoings, <laughs> on rumdoings. And that upset people. <laughs> we communicated like we normally do. That upset people. Uh, well. It's a lot of difficult, it's very difficult, and I imagine it brought up a lot of trauma for some people. Yeah. pretty, maybe in their childhood, their podcasting Quite. Uh, family would, would broke up or something. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says desire, your God reigns next reading from the Torah I'm reading from the New revised Standard Version. Why do you choose that translation because it makes fewer mistakes than most modern English translations uh, Well, I mean obviously the, the King James version is the original, mm. and so now that's a, the, that's the one that Jesus wrote, yes. obviously. Yeah. Um, yes. It's funny that was another name for Jesus, King James. <laughs> yes, that's right. But it was. It's in ye olde English. I don't speak ye olde English. Oh right. So you have to have it translated it exactly modern, into yeah. current, current English. Yeah. So you you find that that's the least egregious of the available. Yes. Option. Very. Yes. And it's still obviously horribly yeah. flawed, but it is not like the NIV is just makes some really dumb mistakes. It does. And then most the NIV and the probably the new American standard based out that thing? That's pro- probably the two better ones that aren't. As good as that one, and then all the others are just rubbish. One thing that we're also doing, which we have done for some time, is I'm actually. Oh yes, we're having a little drink. I'm drinking some rum, the Ron Anejo, uh rum, which classic. Is nice. one for a, a old listeners, though. yes. Um, in, in its in its leather sheath. It was back in its sheath. Gosh, the leather sheath. The leather sheath. Yes, uh, yes. I'm not drinking rum because I'm a rebel. Yes, you are. I'm drinking my favourite alcoholic beverage. I'm drinking the coffee liqueur out of a Ribena cup. Indeed. Cup that came on the top of a bottle of Ribena. Not Ribena, but Ribena light, but this just says Ribena. Do you actually think that those Tories hate poor people? You retweet things often where you say that these they they are, nasty and hateful and so. On. Do you actually think that George Osborne does yes. close his door and think, screw those? Yes, he died. Gen- he, I genuinely do. Someone got into someone got in touch with me said they were uh, had a friend who went to school with him and said they thought he was a sociopath then as well. oh right so yeah. you, he genuinely. Oh, he I, well, you can't. it's not ambiguous about it, are they? There is a this idea when someone says that's very popular with the people. Exactly. So well, you're saying that peop- all the people uh, are sociopaths? The people are sociopaths. Uh, well, I think so. Um, well they're confused at best, well, yes, indeed, and so like uh who is it that who is that dreadful man you retweeted yesterday, um a Scottish show, a politician, the Labour guy. very good, oh, very good, um, the one who was taking Louise mensch's side in or well, unmench's, I think we should always refer to her as I was learning some Yiddish yesterday in order to learn how to mm-hmm. properly insult her. She yeah. could not be more in no, a yeah. um. She, uh, so he was taking her side in some ridiculous argument based on his being so, too stupid to understand what people were contradicting. And, uh, and then I saw him, you know, defending Thatcher as well. That's what I look for in a, in a Labour MP is a defence of Thatcher. Yeah. That's what I'm always after. I always think, you died in the world, blood to the, to the very core of your bones. Yes. Original Tory, it's a Labour beliefs is supporting Thatcher. Um, the thing about Louise Mench, remember when she was Louise Bagshaw. Uh, sure. She is still Louise Bagshaw for publication yeah. reasons. But do you remember there was a time where even our Twitter associates were taken in by her? <laughs> Said, "Oh, she's the new breed of talk." Oh, yes. She's, she she she's got blonde hair and admits that she once took drugs. I was the only one who wasn't taken in. I knew that she, that, that was a carapace. I, I certainly wasn't taken in. I remember seeing her on uh, Have I Got News for You, mm. and just it was like it was like V. Yes it was. It was yes. just like V I hope people get exactly the reference. what it was. You know, she would have turned her head and be and you sort of have seen a big rat go down her throat. <laughs> the, the, the pretty little the Blonde Bob would have come back And that's not Being sexist Because if it were a man It would have been A pretty little blonde Bob as well That's true yeah. Well I uh, When I was watching Have I got news mm. What well, I could not help but notice Well I'm a bit offended That you were watching Have I got news oh, this is, I can't remember why I was In on 1872 it. She was No she was on with There was someone else On that episode And it's I think it's probably The only episode of, of the show I've watched right. in the Five years, maybe. Yeah, But there was someone else on, and I, I cared to see... I think Danny Baker was on it. Right, that's yeah, why I, I, I watched. do like Danny Baker. And, um, and, he did, and he didn't die of the cancer. So he didn't die happy. of the cancer. Yeah. So that's good news. Yes. Yes. Uh, not yet. And so, uh, mentions on that. And I would like to think that well, she looked exactly like the anonymous mask. She <laughs> <laughs> really freakishly looks like, like the anonymous a of, uh, mask. Uh, she's had a Botox or surgery. I know she's had admitted to having one really? on both yeah, of both. So yes. she's very young for that. She is, but she is also clearly very vain. <laughs> uh, I see. Yeah. Well, she's also a frightening super right wing Tory. But also what I enjoyed about her is she was the um she, she was the MP for Corby. And she had to pretend that she liked Corby for a while. <laughs> and she used to tweet everything saying, Corby Pride, here's uh, uh, <laughs> for my lovely Corby. And, and the day she left, there was no <laughs> mention cared, no, no of it. Doesn't give a toss, doesn't pretend that she has any abiding interest in the place or any connections with oh, it. She's so mendacious. As, 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 she, as soon as she got her uh, gig in the US instead. Yes. She loves her country so much, she left it. Well, she's, she, she frightens me because she's, she's evil. And <laughs> That's the, what she the thing is, me. Robert Morgan used to give her the time of day and used to think, oh, well, she's the new breed. Right. And now, now he kind of admits, okay, well, perhaps she isn't. But the fact he was taken in at all is scary. Well, yeah, but it, well, the fact that it didn't work for very long, I think, is, is comforting. Do you remember yes. when <laughs> Theresa May said she, she wanted them not to be the nasty party? Just even saying the name Theresa May makes me swear. She, and, she and she put on her... Um, <laughs> And, every, and she put on her kitten heels. Do you remember? And were, or, oh. or that, that's that, that, that. She made a big deal of look, look at me. I'm the I'm the modern woman. I'm sorry, I'm being sexist again. But that was a, <laughs> But the point is, that was a very calculated <laughs> show, saying I'm I'm a modern woman. I'm a Tory, but I care. Right. And oh. I remember that, that And now she's the epitome of nastiness, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Do you know? I judge I judge uh, female conservative politicians more harshly, like in the same way that I would uh, judge black or Asian conservative politicians more harshly. I think if you're white, middle class, brought up in a conservative home... You're supporting your supporting interests, interests. but if you're actively... You're a a class or sex traitor. Yeah, and so I do judge more harshly, I realise. Do you know there's a name uh, that makes me wince more than uh, Theresa May, can you think which, which name that is? Oh no! Well, Nick Clegg, obviously. Well, no, no, it doesn't make me wince. That makes you sick. Die, die inside of me. Yeah. Tessa Jowell. Oh, Tessa. Jowl. That's the worst one. Tessa Jowell is Labour. Yeah, I know. Mm. No, but that's the name. That's the female, but net politician name that yeah. makes me wince more than because uh, okay. she was she she. You say she's Labour. Yeah, um, but during have, uh, her reign her reign, remember she didn't like Brass Eye <gasps> after not watching it. Yeah, I know, that's one of my major, I still bear a grudge for that. I mean, that does represent her, you know, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. Who, who, uh, who acts censoriously and puts the full might of a political disapproval on something that she hadn't even seen. Do you know who else did famously publicly judged Brass Eye, Peter Geddon, that he hadn't seen? What? David Plunkett. <laughs> he too condemned it publicly, and he hadn't seen it. Oh, David! He indeed hadn't heard it. Oh, David well. Blatter was also condemning porn the other day. Was he really? Internet porn? Yeah, I thought. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> David, we <laughs> need yeah. to have a word. And there's a subsection that you, you know you <laughs> might enjoy, but like your screen reader says Annie pulled up for a little nighty. <laughs> this is dirty <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little bit like a deaf person complaining about some particular rock band. Well, again, uh, and you know how much we hate the blind, on on radio. <laughs> Of course, we hate the blind. But there was a—I uh, mean, Peter Blind on mm-hmm. uh, on Radio Four uh, a couple of months ago was was headlining reviews of new of a new sort of um, television. Oh yes, yeah. not for blind people, just a new mm-hmm. display technology. Uh, and I just thought, well. Okay, was uh, he presenting or was he actually making judgments? There was some sort of judge... It was weird. <laughs> it was kind of... It, 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 you know, I mean, yeah. you just thought, well... You know, there are... I don't wish to be... Equal, Adol- opportunity. I don't wish equal to be, opportunity. I don't wish to be Adolf Hitler, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to be. Sometimes a bit of Czar and Gas needs to be. <laughs> I didn't say Czar <laughs> and said Czar, as I'm a modern Adolf Hitler. You are, that's true. You're uh, an Adolf Hitler for the 21st century. I, uh, that's what I've always said about you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I think that... Of all the uh, politicians, talking about politicians, actually, Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to mention my my dad was, and you know, my dad's an immigration judge. Yes. And it's important to realise this for this anecdote. My dad was a a local MP, whose name is Matthew Offord. He was the same MP who wrote the um, letter to the constituents saying why he hated gay marriage. Oh, lovely. Being a Christian. He's a Labour, isn't he? You're in a safe no, no, Labour No, 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 no. He's a Tory. I thought you were in a safe Labour uh, my, my, My particular ward is Labour. Oh, I see. But the Be posh off. ward is, is Tory. It was Labour last time. It's okay. to now Tory again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, Matthew Offord didn't pay any attention to anything that happened in the borough. Until the old Labour MP had been kicked out, so <laughs> campaigning again was walking up and down Little Hill Broadway. Right. A, suddenly, Matthew Offord says, "Oh, I'm going to have a few constituency meetings." <laughs> now he hates the gays, of course, and he and he wrote a he wrote a, a horrible letter back to somebody saying why he um, disapproved of it. And he said, for example, just because a parent might disapprove of equal marriage, people might call them bigots, and that's a disgusting. That <laughs> is pretty it's disgusting. Pretty bad to call a bigot a bigot, isn't it? It's all, um, yeah. Just, I mean, that's how shocked I am. Yes, exa- that's awful. <laughs> yes. Exactly, and and there was uh, an amusing illiteracy in his uh, letter as well, which I we, we, which I enjoyed, but uh, I I can't remember it now. But well, I, we our to post up. But anyway, so he was having another talk, and he was having a talk, and my father was present. At, it was at some event, mm-hmm. and and he was going on about the foreigners and immigrants and so on. Yes, of course. And then he used as the example, he said, and you know, there was a guy who was let in, for goodness sake, and they only let him stay because he had a cat. And that's what the, the Human Rights Act meant that he had to... Do you, and do you remember there was that big... I class, do remember uh, the story. Yes. A year ago, somebody had said, oh, well, a judge had to let him stay because he had a cat. Mm-hmm. And the, the bloody European Human Rights Nazis... Yep. Bendy Bananas. Bendy Bananas. That meant that he wasn't allowed... We weren't allowed to kick this horrible, pedo, mm, slider brown terrorist out of the country. Yeah. And of course, Theresa May... Then had to admit the next day that that was a complete made-up nonsense and all yeah. that had happened was the judge had commented, yes, he has a settled family life in this country. Why he even owns a cat had yeah. been turned on. Because he owns a cat, he can't. bet of course, yes, you yes. know, and she has to admit that that was nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the MP, two, uh, one or two years later, in a speech in his constituency, is saying the exact same thing. So, yes, oh, yes. hello, cat... <laughs> So so my father said, well, no, actually, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the MP said, yes, it is. I've read the judgment. Have you read the judgment? <laughs> oh, um, perfect. Oh, yeah. And they said, e- uh, 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 and then the MP said, well, yes, it was Article 7 of the Human Rights Act. I know what I'm talking about. And I said, actually, what you would be referring to is Article 8 of the Human Rights Act. It's not Article 7. You got that wrong. And it's wrong. and also, no, that's utterly incorrect. Um, and then the, the MP just kind of changed the subject. That so point. it wasn't, your dad was the, was your dad the judge in the case? No, he was Oh, that would have been he perfect. Been perfect but, but he, he that made, would have been like that moment in yeah. Annie Hall when Woody Allen produces no, the director but, but of the, the was film. No, like, but it was, he was hearing... like, he hadn't really... My father did to say that he wasn't. A great right. It was like, he was lecturing. You, you haven't read the, You yeah. don't understand. <laughs> uh, and what was lovely is that the MP then cited the wrong yes. part of the act oh, as well. That's beautiful. So no, at least if, if you're going to get it wrong, at least get it wrong with the right act. <laughs> right. Do you know who I miss from politics? Whom do you miss? Robert Kilroy Silk. What has happened to him? He was uh, it would all went a bit a little bit wrong. Explain to our American readers Oh no, no, I think you should I'm gonna look up how come he got fired from UKIP. I can't it remember. Wasn't it wasn't UKIP, it was the purple party. Oh it was it was the purple party, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I think he said something nasty about the Muslims. I have a vague. Well remind us remind our American listeners. Robert Kuro Silk used to be a Labour MP, then he became a talk show host, and then he turned orange. <laughs> he and then did. he started becoming annoyed by foreigners and started the first wave of modern British xenophobic party. The party eventually became known as the Purple Party, which was kind of the progenitor to UKIP. UKIP was started by a couple of ex-neo-Nazis who then tidied up their act. and Veritas! Veritas. That was you know, his well, gas. Right. So like a rebranded post yes. office gas. gas exactly. Government. And then UKIP happened. And then he did yes. something. I think he was Nazis to some Muslims or something. And then he was kicked out and has disappeared. The Arab comment controversy. Right. The BBC cancelled uh, the Kilroy show. So Killroy was sort of like for our younger listener it was like Jeremy Kyle. Yeah. But the audience were the guests rather than having guests on stage. Yeah. And there, for our American listener the same of say like Maury Povich, I guess, he'd be closest to mm-hmm. that kind of banal version. Not like, not like, a, not like a, quite the sideshow of Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, no, not quite. Yeah. So um, he, uh, in 2004, the show was cancelled after an article entitled "We Owe." Arabs nothing by like Kill My Silk was published in the Sunday Express mm. one passage reads we're told that the Arabs loathe us really for liberating the Iraqis for subsidising the lifestyles of people in Egypt and Jordan to name but two for giving them vast amounts of aid for providing them with science medicine technology and other benefits of the West they should go down on their knee and thank God for the munific- munificence of the United States. What do they think we feel about them? That we adore them for the way they murdered more than 3,000 civilians on the 11th of September 2001 and then danced in the hot, dusty streets to celebrate their murders. Well, we they the streets were hot. They were. That, uh, that we admire them for their cold-blooded killings in Mombasa, Yemen, and elsewhere. That we admire them for being suicide bombers, limp amputators, women repressors. That's all Arabs. I admire them to be uh, as women repressed. As you've heard, we've been very sexist in this episode. You hate Theresa May, and you think that she should wear a yashmak. I, I do think that, yes. Yeah. So, but, but why has he left politics now? Then, oh, let's see if we can find it. So We're going to the controversy section on Wikipedia. It's rather long. Yeah, I don't want the controversy section. I just want to what he's doing now. Um... Anti-Irish controversy. Marks and Spencer European Parliamentary role. That's what we want. Mm. Uh, in August 2005, four of the MEPs for the region, blah blah blah, sent a joint letter to the President of the European Parliament. Joseph Borrell, to complain of Kirroy Silk, quote, he seems to have done little or no work as a constituency MEP for East Midlands. The le- this leaves five MEPs to do the work of six, and the electorate has been shortchanged. They went on to complain that Kirroy Silk was, quote, not fulfilling the pledge he made on becoming an MP- MEP to serve the electorate of his region, end quote, and, to call-, and call for him to either do the job for which he has paid or get out and leave it to those who can. And did he do that? Such a complaint is unprecedented and Kilroy Silk refused to comment on it. The European Parliament does not have any power to expel a member of and Borel took no action. Over three years later, in November 2008, Kiro Silk was again attacked by one of the same MEPs. This time he complained about Kilroy Silk receiving his parliamentary wage while also being paid to appear on the reality TV show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Same thing happened to Nadine Dorries lately. Yes. So he's just faded away now? But well, he was in UKIP. I'm not wrong, he was in UKIP, but then he, he yes, he decided that UKIP wasn't uh, extreme enough, I think, so he formed Veritas. Yeah. Yeah, he launched a new, in 30th January 2005, he launched Veritas. Uh, he announced that UKIP's leader in the London Assembly, Damien Hockney, had defected to Veritas, becoming its deputy leader. Mm. Um, um, and I think they just didn't win any election seats, did they? And that's kind of why he faded away. Well, fair enough. Yeah, on 29th of July 2005, Veritas announced the resignation of Kilroy as party leader. In his resignation statement, he said, It was clear from the from the ele- general election result, and more recently from that of Cheadle by-election, that the electors are content with the old parties, and that it would be virtually impossible for a new party to make a significant impact, given the nature of our electoral system. He was wrong. We tried and failed. He was wrong. UKIP. Yes, very Yes, absolutely. Well. He then went independent. mm hmm Um... He was elected to the European Parliament on the UKIP list, remained as a member of the Veritas Party, but as an independent MEP. It has been reported that Veritas members questioned why Kilroy was allowed to continue his party membership, with one calling him, quote, just awful. Okay. And then, yeah, just faded away. In 2009, he faded away. Oh, well. Poor, poor old Robert Kilroy Silk. Just a little Robert Kilroy Silk update for you. Gosh, it's very hot in this room, isn't it? Yeah, but then <laughs> again, you are terribly, terribly overdressed. You <laughs> thought I was going to take fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, also you'll be sat next to the boiler, which doesn't help. You're, this house seems to have about eight different boilers. <laughs> here, mm-hmm. Well, it has two, two different functions. Why does our house need Well, two that's boilers. the storage uh, tank, really, and then it's got a pump to put the hot water up to uh, the top floor. No, I don't know if that's acceptable. <laughs> well, I think it is, otherwise my shower would be rather cold. Is it a power shower? I don't know. Is it powerful enough to flay your skin? No, but it's a nice, it's a good shower. Good. My parents have a shower in their house, which you have to stand under for about five minutes before you start to get wet. Oh, look, there's an Atari 2600 on your yep, cupboard. What's it is. doing there? It's just sitting there. Do you ever... have you? No, because it? I realised <laughs> the person who gave it to me forgot to give me the plug. Why? Because, I don't know, he's in Australia now, so it's quite difficult. Do you have any cartridges? Person. Yes, a few. Oh, you must definitely get... To get to yes, them. I need to get one. Let's see what we've got here. Hmm. Um, I don't know. To... Oh, I'm not sure what I did with the cart. See, there's... I've got the bit that plugs it into the TV... And I've got some controllers, although any old Kempston joystick will do. Mm. But I don't have the bit that I need. Where did I put the cartridges for it? So many video games, Nick. They're the bane of my life. They are the bane of your life. And in a a funny way, they've kind of destroyed it. Yeah, they've destroyed it, haven't they? How have they destroyed my life? I think that they've sapped your intellectual energy, haven't they? Yes, in the <laughs> no one sense. I think you invest, <laughs> you invest so much in them and they take up such a lot of your mental play field. Right. I've said this, I've said this before, but yeah. they are they're they're a one way street. They 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 kind of absorb so much of your, your uh, of your intellect of your pattern matching skills of your puzzle solving right. but then, yes. but then there, it's like a black hole there's nothing ever <laughs> so it's not like okay I, I could use that, and I could be learning a language or I could be <clears> making <throat> my maths better I could, I could be composing I could be learning how to sight read music I yes. could be getting better at weightlifting. Uh, I could be learning to dance the tango <laughs> okay you've listed lots of things I'm not interested in but yes apart from, from, maths, maths, apart from improving my maths no, that was the one thing that I like. liked that or I could Get better at moving some pixels on that screen But I don't play to move pixels I play to experience You're not experiencing it Yes of course I am The same as I would be if I were experiencing a the film. film Or a book Yes yeah, so I would be if I were watching a film or reading a book Or learning at the language Yes indeed <laughs> Or <laughs> composing music You could learn a language standing on your head if you wanted I too. could but I'd probably get quite dizzy quite could also play a game standing on your head I could it? indeed but they would probably be very confusing And I would get black out after <laughs> a short while yeah, no, but you see, you see my point. <laughs> no, after that little diagram, t- 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 no, I don't. No, you see my point, though. I don't okay. see your point. I think if, I were yeah, just, okay. if I were just spending my whole time staying up till three in the morning on WoW raids and then yes, arguing guess. on Xbox Live playing COD, uh, and doing nothing to the exclusion of all other activities, I could start well, to I don't wish to be a puritan but about I'm not it. not doing those things. It's just that games are, are in a sense, emulations. Of, of other experiences to to an extent but no I think that's your ignorance of games speaking of no they, I don't mean emulations in oh look I'm, a, I'm an airline pilot and that's flight simulator I mean no, no, they I, emulate certain experiences and they provide an well, outlet all art of, does that that's what art is they, they, yeah but there is <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah but, all, there, but there, there is something that I don't feel that games replenish the soil in the same way well Interestingly, you're, scientifically, you're definitely wrong in terms of there are so many uh, decent studies out there demonstrating how... No, no, I'm not what saying... What improvements are on a person's no, abilities I'm not, from I'm well, I'm not saying... I don't, I'm not playing the Susan Greenfield, another bad lady. But sure. They should all go back to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Another bad lady, but, <laughs> yes, but um, because um, we uh, don't know of any bad men, that's no, the key. No, there haven't have 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 been one. one. No, what, maybe what? Let's be open-minded. Maybe one day, one day there'll be, there a bad be a bad man, man. man, but there probably will yeah. be one uh, uh, day. Well, there has been just one bad man. Matthew offered uh, two. Matthew offered and Robert Kilroy Silk. Okay, there have be a couple of bad apples, and we've mentioned three bad ladies. Therefore, but the, the ladies, <laughs> ladies lose, that's and they were just the first three that came to our came to our heads. I mean, we had to dig deep to find. We had to go back to Robert Kilroy Silk. Yeah, example of a bad man. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so. So I'm not saying that they make you stupid. I'm saying that they can sharpen your intellect to a certain degree and sharpen your relations. But the, yeah. I guess the point is, are they sharpening it so that you can play some other games better? Uh, well, no. That's what I'm saying with you. So I'm, I'm thinking, look at all the skill and the time mm-hmm. and the emotion that John's putting in to do this. But And then that will be getting well, better two th- to do the next things. one. At two... least you're writing articles about it, so yeah. you're honing your language. <laughs> two things. One, um, I don't think... Ve- I like to very underplay all these studies that demonstrate the transferable skills game from video gaming. There is no question that fighter pilots who game are better at fighter pilots than no, those no, who I don't. Quite, sure There's we'll stuff like that, we'll But that's kind of, so what? Yeah. I don't think that's important. I don't think that's like, and therefore games are great. I think that's a, a naive argument. But the other thing is, I don't play, I'm not good at games. I'm not, an, I'm not a very skilled gamer. So if I were to play multiplayer first person shooting, I would lose. I'm not as good as other people who are good at it. I don't care, that's not why I play games. I don't play games in order to get better at them and then in order to apply that to another game. I play games to have a narrative experience. And whether that narrative is completely open-ended, whether I go into a sandbox game and create my own narrative, or whether it's a narrative that was pre-written by the game creator, I don't care. That's why I game, is to experience narrative. Not to get better at games. So, What is it about games that attracts you? I think, um, let's. I'm going to... Sp- oh I don't know It seems it's kind of trivial example but it kind of I described it recently it's a game called Brothers A Tale of Two Sons if you haven't played it and you care um, I'm sorry I'm going I'm to spoil the game right sure. so I, just, I don't mind that I know you don't mind but someone listening is going to mind I love that I look to the microphone when I'm, I'm worrying about an individual listening it's quite a scary microphone it looks like ah! yeah uh, yeah, so it, I'm going to spoil the magic moment in that game. If you haven't played it, you'll have to listen to another episode and pretend it was this one. Yeah, um, or skip ahead. We'll have moved on in take two minutes. Yeah. Uh, um, and in that game, you play two brothers on one controller. So you've got what each brother is two brothers, one on each controller, and so it's a very difficult yeah, so mm-hmm. and so it's forcing you to on, try to use each half of your brain simultaneously, and it's a real, fo- real effort. And you're solving puzzles where each of them has to operate, behave differently in situations mm. in order to keep progressing, and you do this. And in the game they're trying to save their father's life, who's dying, and they need some special thing that's on the other side of some difficult journey. A MacGuffin to save it, yeah, yeah. A MacGuffin to save his life. And and at the end of the game, um, near the end of the game, one of the brothers sacrifices his life. Mm-hmm. in order that the other can continue. Mm-hmm. And then there's this moment where you reach, there's this fast torrent of water, mm-hmm. and you have to swim across it, and it's the older brother, the, most, the stronger brother, the one who could hit, lift the heavy things and all this sort of stuff, who's died. Right. Well, now the younger brother, he's the weak one. And so, all the way through, you've been controlling. One analog stick's been controlling the, the right hand and the trigger has been doing his actions, and on the left side, the left analog stick for the older brother this and his too complicated for me. Yeah, for sure. But you reach this point, and you're trying to cross this. And if you try and swim across it, you just get back. You get thrown back because the torrent's so strong, as you blame the brother. And it's already incredibly sad because his brother's just died. His movement, his animations have changed. He's sad, and he's weary, and he's broken, and he's just distraught and in grief, and his animations reflect this. And you get to the situation, and you're stuck, and you can't get any further until you realise the way to cross that stream is to press the trigger of the older brother. And it's an incredible moment, it's it's really emotional, and it doesn't make, in my telling of course it's not conveyed, in experiencing the game, having cared about these two kids. Is there a hint that you need to do this? No, no hint at all. You right. just realize you just have to figure but it why out. Why did you? Why did you do that? Because it was because it, uh, an act of desperation. Oh, I'll just no! Question. Because the relationship between them had been so well conveyed, despite the fact that the has no dialogue. Uh, the relationship had been so well conveyed it just felt he'd been so inspired, brothers, by his brother. I just thought, what if I pressed... Has it? You know, and it's almost you can say the brother's spirit in him, whatever you want it to be. Mm. But and then he gets with when you press the brother's trigger, the older brother's trigger, he emulates his sort of brother, in at that point and it's an incredibly emotional moment and there's no other medium that could do that, a book can't do it a film can't do it, it's not possible because it was about my discovery and my engagement and my interaction with the control mechanism that created what was an, a genuinely beautiful moment um, and I think that it's not that you a, really think that you can't create the emotions that you can know. create other emotions but you can't create the connection to that situation, so you don't think any art form until that game had been able to represent the deep... No, of course I don't think that. that two, would be silly, well, of course. So, so what is of course it that not. this game does that you wouldn't have been able to do? My, partic- my participation in it, my, it was my... You see, I think that we've always had this disagreement, haven't mm-hmm. we? In that I consider that a very superficial participation, mm-hmm. and you consider it quite a profound one. Yeah. You consider... No, let's put it way: You consider the participation that you have in games as a profound element of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I consider it as a superficial, almost irritating... Uh, juggling necessity in order to push the narrative through, right? But what, what if you took a game like Minecraft, where you've just got an infinite world and you can do what you like? I see that as something different, and I think, in a sense, I have more time for that because yeah, I see that. So. That's more of a um, that. That's a paint box, isn't it? It's really? Lego. Yeah, it's, it's Lego. True. It's painting. It's 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 uh, it's clay, uh, and and, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's doodling. But in, but and anybody who, anybody who has anything bad to say about doodling, well, again, yes, needs the siren. <laughs> but the, the difference in Minecraft is when, it, when the sun goes down, the monsters come out. So if you haven't built yourself a little cave or you haven't dug a little hole or built a house or defended yourself in some way, you're vulnerable. Doodling can't present you with that situation. Well, it can, as, as any kid who's decided that... Uh, well, not doodling, but, for example, as any kid who's decided that if you step on the cracks of the pavement, you'll be eaten by a, uh, by a, by a crocodile, mm-hmm. uh, you can e- induce uh, fake moments of peril in order to um, make your life more interesting. Yes. Know, at any time. Uh, and then, of course, uh, games like chess and so on can, uh, can emulate, you know, when, you're, when your king is in check. Isn't that the same yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, but I think there's something much more... Um, it's a game. This is a game. It's, uh, we should, uh, let's divert. Uh, chess, have you heard much about Chess 2? Ch- <laughs> chess 2 has been a joke that Jim and I have been running with for um, years. Sake. So we, Jim and I have frequently written chess about Chess 2. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we've done all sorts of versions of the Chess 2 gag over the years. Um, if some of the best games journalism of all time took place in a magazine called the 101 PC Games. And it it's was a weirdly yeah, uninspired I know it was a it was a feature magazine uh, just was, a money grab was about 101 It was a, the, it came with a DVD on the cover and it had a one it's just like I think when DVDs just became cheap enough to cover mount mm-hmm. them and it came with one hundred and one demos for a games, and the magazine was just short descriptions of all one hundred and one game demos so it was a free mag it was such a clever idea for making money because you demos were free to put on the disk. The people who make the games want the demos to be distributed. It was at this point when downloading them from the internet would have been you know taken a long time mm. so you just got given one hundred and one demos, you could play them, go to the magazine, look what interested you, play the demo, and then if you wanted mm. to buy the game, you could obviously designed to be bought by people who aren't really interested in gaming designed for a kind of mainstream audience and just a money grab Are you being sexist there? I think, think so. women, mainstream audience, aren't usually interested in games. I, 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 I tell didn't a, say women. A, I think you're being sexist again after I I've tried it. so hard to be feminist in this podcast. I didn't say women. You did, though. The, the, the fact that you were miming a, a mini, mini skirt and oh, rolling When kids. I was doing the yeah. double yeah, yeah. figure yeah. of eight men's yeah. motion yeah, yeah. with it's, my it's, arms. Casual game uh, or scum as your, as your scum. RPS yeah, scum. people call them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, and so it should have been dreadful. They should have, but what yeah, happened was they, an awful catalogue game. Yeah, exactly. But what they did, <laughs> the guys putting the magazine together, just asked the regular feature freelancers to contribute to it, and you get. So what would happen is, did you contribute? Absolutely. And so you get given a list of say like, ten or twenty games they wanted you to do, and you just quickly clear the demo if you hadn't played it already, and then write fifty, hundred words on each mm. or whatever it was on each one, and just said. And it was easy freelance money. Basically, mm. it was easy money. And that's why I did it. But what happened was because it was there was no one, none no in the magazine really cared about it. In terms of you know they didn't you didn't ha- it didn't have to be perfect mm. it wasn't like it wasn't like writing for a PC gamer where the editors cared passionately that the magazine mm-hmm. be beautifully crafted um, I don't want to, the people making it did a really good job and it, I, and I don't want to do don't want to be uh, speak negatively of that but it just allowed us to write any old. Madness that came into our heads, and so Jim and I, especially, would just try to outdo each other for the utter drivel we would write in there. But funny stuff! And I think if you could get hold of a copy of one of those magazines, you would be in for a treat because they're packed with some of the best gags I've ever managed to get into a magazine. Well, except the one Jim I gave too. you, except the one I gave you. <laughs> the one that got rejected by PC Gamer. I think they were wrong to reject it. You're one, two, three, four, five. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive, but that's enough about me. Yes. It's just... I thought it was a good, a good article <laughs> start <laughs> It was perfect for their back Unfortunately it I wasn't. don't know why they seem to laugh Bad editor bad It editor. was a bad editor yeah. He's gone now He's, Well yes yeah. <laughs> Many editors have passed since then Passed on Yes Anyway so that magazine If you could grab a copy of that magazine I think you'd be in for a treat It's just jam-packed With just the silliest jokes And so Jim and I would, I think we both managed to get Jokes about Chess 2 in there And we've got them into Gamer And we've, we've just got them onto RPS we got them onto RPS. The editors oh, yeah. of RPS have allowed we've allowed. They've allowed they, They've somehow let that slip through so that's chess too. It turns out it's a real thing. So do uh, you know what the crisis in chess is at the moment? Apart from 22-year-old Norwegians winning? Well, I assume the crisis in chess at the moment is that uh, a relatively crappy computer can beat almost everybody and a good computer can beat everybody. Well, no, the, because if you take the computer center of the equation, the crisis at professional level of chess at the moment is that no one ever wins anymore. It's always really? draws. Oh, really? yeah, the, even the World Championships, there was, uh, out of the 12 games, I think 10 were draws. Right, so people um, are just too good at... Everyone knows all the, the algorithms. Everyone's course. learned all the algorithms for chess. Yeah. So if you're at the very top level of chess, you've memorised every classic game. Yeah, and they're they're they're, that's very boring. You've, yeah. you've done all you means you've got a good memory for some arbitrary mm-hmm. shuffling and so everyone that goes okay you're doing that game well in that case I'll play that game and the other player goes okay you're playing that game and it's just become this horrible it's like Noughts and Crosses it's getting unless either player is an idiot and the only to way to win is not to play yeah. at all <laughs> 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 but exactly it's getting, Noughts and Crosses between two intelligent adults is guaranteed to be a draw right yes. um, and that's the case it turns out for Two incredibly intelligent. It turns animals. out that chess is chess. just a very complicated game of knots and crosses, which is so, which we figured out. And yet, the game of Go, you know, Go. Yes, of course. It, still, yeah. uh, even very very good computers uh, can't beat very. Oh, is that made. right? I didn't know that? Yeah. yeah, and we, and, and of course, what was funny is in the sixties when they started doing artificial intelligence. He said he has this silly little game of Go with the, <laughs> with the white and black tiles. Yeah. There's no, there's no particularly. There's only one rule really, uh-huh. uh, and he has yeah. the game of chess. Which do you think the computer's going to beat? The that's really interesting, yes. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, computers are very bad at doing that which we think is trivial, like mm-hmm. recognising people yes. and things like sorry that. Sorry about i a creaky chat, I'm going to try and stop it. I, that I don't mind that. Oh, what's unlike awesome. Like you? No. <laughs> You've changed. It's the Ron and Yeko Oh, okay. It, it makes me um, blithe Palate. about your nonsense. And, you and, and massively sexist. <laughs> so, yes, <Yeah>. that's true. <laughs> I don't think it's sexist to just recognise how inferior women are, is it? No, not at all. Okay, it's just science. <laughs> yes, yeah. science. Yeah, and, and your wife's a scientist, so she well, is not Scientist. <laughs> scientist. <laughs> you, you, so you, you allow her, when she, she bakes you cakes, yes, that's science. Mmm, that's good science, that's a good girl. Yummy, yummy science. <laughs> this is some of the yummiest science you've ever done. Anyway, so yes, yes. So chess too. So, but the chess for amateurs and semi-pros is great. So it's still a fantastically good. I I can't stand chess. It's far too difficult. To I do. don't like chess. I've never enjoyed it, oh, and I, I'm usually beaten. And i I'm, I'm quite. Good at Go. Once I, if I had a game again recently. Gosh, I haven't with, played Go with, in with, fifteen with, years with Jonathan, and he sort of let me win a bit. <laughs> I, but I was getting back into it, okay. and, and it's funny. I used to play this with our friend Neil Levine, mm-hmm. and when I played chess against him. He would invariably beat me, but when I played Go, more often than not, I would beat him. Oh, that's interesting. And, um, but yes, I, I don't like chess. I find it very dull. I felt- possibly, possibly because of that, I do just see it. It's. It, it's not that algorithms aren't particularly interesting. It's about how, how much memory you can have, about how many yeah. moves ahead you can predict. And if you've got that, then that's fine. Uh, and it's a bit like with gay computer games. You can, I can kind of see the pixels. I can see right, the algorithm, okay. them, and it's not an interesting one. The fact that different pieces can do different things. Funnily enough, actually, when it's the same thing as it comes to a computer game, when I've played chess in the past, what I've done is given it a narrative. Give all the pieces personalities oh, yes. and have them create a story, and it completely puts the opponent off. Like that's the only way. like Alison wanted that. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's the only way I found that you. So why don't you like chess? They're just too difficult. Too difficult. Genuinely, I haven't the interest in getting good enough at it to play it against someone who cares. Mm. Well, I should play my nephew seven, and he's apparently quite good. So interesting. Be good. Yeah, I would love to be beaten by him. That would be I'm really sure interesting. Sure, he will be good. Yes, I'm. I'm, ga- I'm dead yeah. surprised if he didn't. Mm. Um, especially because he knows what he's doing and I don't. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, for amateurs and for 7 and pros it's all great really cares. Yes, indeed. So for professionals, chess is no good. So someone is. There's a couple of people are trying to launch a second version of chess, a new rule set for chess, which is jokingly being called chess. I think was jokingly is now seriously being called chess too. and they're trying to propose this to become the professional version of chess. I'd love to know. Which add new variants add Another thousand years worth of time before it all run out. It lasts <laughs> a thousand years, in fairness, but we are living at the point when chess becomes redundant for professionals. That's quite interesting. Yeah, or indeed that there can be a notion of a chess professional. Well, that's kind that's of. Dip. I was in that. We were in Norway on the day that the guy won. So of course, coming from England, didn't even know the World Championships were taking place. No. Get to Norway, and it's all anyone's talking about. Apparently, everyone's playing chess now in Norway. It's but like don't you remember there was a, a weird little blip about that uh, fifteen years ago there was or so? A Nigel, someone or no? But do you remember in England, and there were yeah. and they had television programmes with, yes, Carol Boardman. <laughs> Before she turned completely evil, um, what? No, but there was a British chess player who did well. What was his name? Nigel. I think Nerd, it was Nigel. Ner- ner- Nerd. Nerdenstein. Nerd. Racist. Nerd. Pale. <laughs> I'm gonna look up chess. Nigel Ben. That was it. Nigel Ben. Tony Ben. Yes, it was Tony. Tony ben. Blair. <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> what happened to Tony Blair? Accepting eh? yes. three hundred thousand pound fees to speak at events. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you see, that's the Norwegian uh, little uh, sprout who won. He's um, he's the little, he's the national champion, national hero now. So he was able to win, even though. Well, he drew ten of his twelve games, and apparently the other guy, but he won on points. It's like it seems yeah. to be like boxing now. No one gets knocked out, but nah. you win on arbitrary point systems. Ridiculous. Um, I need to know the world champions of chess, please. Okay, starting in eighteen eighty six, nah. it was Wilhelm Stein- Steinitz. Right. Of uh, Austria, Hungary, of Bohemia, and then, mm-hmm. lastly, the United States. He won it for eight years in a row. Right. So, should we, <laughs> should we crack on it a little faster? Yes, please. We've already had a pure <laughs> Silk Wikipedia moment. Do we not just be reading facts out of Wikipedia? I think that's what this podcast should be. No, we've already found out that that's the Steve Wright show. <laughs> Some fact toys. Yes. Bobby Fischer, United States. And then it was just uh, Gary Project Kasparov, of Ublee. course. No, it was Gary Kasparov. It was... It wasn't... Nigel Plainer. <laughs> Nigel Mansell. That was it. Got it, yeah. Got it at the last with his famous chess mustache. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, there was a surge, wasn't it? It was on Channel Four. Channel Four showed chess. Well, the same thing is now happening in Norway. Apparently, it's on major TV channels, they're showing chess now, and it's just mm-hmm. become this massive thing. And uh, every newspaper had this kid's face on every time we turned the TV on. He was there being interviewed on some TV show. Do you remember we saw a British, a BBC on BBC World News, mm-hmm. that channel in the hotel. This re- presenter, this reporter, asking him what it. You know, you've been compared to the, You've been called the Justin Bieber of chess. How do you feel about that? And he gave the most tactful response imaginable, going, Justin Bieber is very good at what he does. Yes. <laughs> so I take it as a compliment that I yes. considered very good at what I do. How was your trip to Norway with the wife? It was lovely, thanks. Where did you stay? We stayed in a hotel. In Oslo. In Oslo. How, no, no Oslo. Oslo. How did it compare to a, uh, to a British hotel? Was it not as good? It was pretty much exactly the same as a British Hotel. Oh, yes, you are all Northern European. <laughs> um, we were in uh, Skoyen. Skoyen. Skoyen, Skoyen um, which is about a five-minute train journey from Oslo to Centre. A ten-minute train journey from mm-hmm. Oslo Town Centre. Oslo Central mm-hmm. Station. And, um, yeah, it was. It, I was over there for JourneyCon. What's that? So The Longest Journey, the video game, from, came out in 1990, 000, depending on which country you're in. So like 13 years ago, 14 <sighs> years ago. <laughs> so right? so why progressed. is there a con about it? Uh, they, they made the Dreamfall, they made Dreamfall in 2005, maybe, I can't remember. So why is there a con And now they're making game? the third one, um, and so they thought Red Thread, who are making the, the new company that Raglan, started, uh, making the third game in the series at the moment, and they thought it would be fun to try and see if people were interested. Were they? So <laughs> they kept, it, excuse me, i have ever burped on the podcast before. They've kept it quite. Um, they kind of keep the numbers quite low because they weren't sure how it's going to go. And they had uh, 200 tickets for sale. Sold in four hours. Okay. So, oh, probably could have been a bit bigger. Uh, so next year, I think they're going to try to do it a little. You're bit. lucky you got some tickets. I didn't have to apply. I was uh, a I was in. I was part of the show. And Laura, I was the master of ceremonies. And Laura, Laura just got to sneak in in my backpack. But she can't have found it very interesting. In, well <laughs> she found it more interesting than she found pleasure in being cold <laughs> so uh, it was it didn't get above um i don't think it got above minus three the whole time you were there Oh well. Uh, it and was, it was minus three in the daytime, minus so eight to ten at night. Stay outside on your leash, or you yes. can To <laughs> <in. laughs> We tied her to a lamp post and she just whined and whined. Okay. Uh, so, no, so on the, the Friday, we got there on the Friday and I went into the offices and had a look at the latest version of the game and hung a hung at those guys. <laughs> I wish the readers could uh, appreciate this. Uh, Laura went off to see a, a friend of hers and went off for coffee. Um, and then we went for dinner and then the next day she was going to go sightseeing around Oslo and then she was going to come to the convention just toward the end and watch Ragnar and I She went to the the Rood Park She went to the Rood Park Ragnar and I were going to do a live playthrough of The Longest Journey at the end of the day she was going to come along and see that bit Uh, and then she turned up many hours earlier because she was so flipping cold (laughs) she said she'd rather be warm and bored than cold and interesting but she seemed to quite enjoy it, and everyone was really lovely to her. All the stuff at Red Thread were great with her, and they didn't mind at all that, that there was she a lady never played the games. games. Quite a few women working for Red Thread. Yeah. Um, and they didn't... Uh, cleaning, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they didn't... <laughs> Science, baking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they la- they allow them to think they're drawing for the I know that some episodes we were massively anti- uh, uh, anti-blind, and <laughs> by being massively misogynistic. Imagine, just I want you to. And then one right episode we were, ra- you racist against the Chinese. Oh, yes, the aliens, you mean <laughs> the aliens, sorry, the aliens. <laughs> who, 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 who shall we. Um, <laughs> Who's decry? We just don't know. <laughs> no. Nick, I want you to try to imagine something. Sit th- th- sit still, brace yourself, hold on to the arms of the yes. chair. A blind Chinese woman. <laughs> I, if anyone were to exist like that, who knows what would happen to the fundamental. Yeah. I believe it's mentioned in the Revelation. Yes, it is. It yes. Is. So um, you you, um, you 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 stayed in a hotel was just like a British hotel. It's just like a British hotel, yeah, uh, with too. two single beds which you push together. So when's Pac-Man Con? Pac-Man Con would be amazing. I'm surprised. I mean, there've been the last game that I knew was Pac-Mania that tried to do something with the legacy. And right. I think there have been one or two others. There's been DS games. Oh, there was a lovely but game. Been nothing called. significant. There was a it? very lovely Did game, you know, that like massively it? It hasn't underrated, been as big as a Doctor Who reboot. Has no, there has no, hasn't. Pack Picks came out right. in the early days of the DS, and it was I remember so that, underrated. I read a review of that. By you, by a John Walker, by any chance? You, you in Pack Picks. You drew Racist. your Pac-Man, mm-hmm. and then it came to life and animated it. And it was so cool. So you drew the, the pizza with the slice taken weird, out. But you could draw hideous mutant I mean. ones, and they would lumber along. And then you had to solve puzzles using the, your your self-drawn Pac-Man. And it was really charming, fun, and interesting game. And everyone goes, oh, six, seven, seven out of 10. It was, it was probably good. I don't think that, well, that was a good use of that. Uh, sorry, am I boring you? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Fist pump to the max! Yeah, so that's that's a good example of the Pac-Man license being used well. Don't forget the TV show in the eighties, of course. I I mean, I know of it, but I didn't see it. I don't see it. I think I I I I had faint memories of seeing it, but not enough to have stayed in my head. It's not like, say, the raccoons. Sorry, you must remember the raccoons. No, I didn't get all your. Yeah, I think you would have got. You would have been in the nation by the time the raccoons. It was a Saturday morning before going live, sort of show. I don't remember at all. Was it about some raccoons? It was about some raccoons, and then these weird pink tap-nosed. Creatures, Jews. <laughs> that was it. They were just the Jews. All oh, right. And so, what, 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 what were the Jews trying to do? They were trying to steal all the raccoon's gold. Oh, really? Yeah. And the, eat the raccoon's babies. Oh, right. Did they succeed? Oh, every week. Okay. <laughs> it's like... about training young British of children. Of course, they put it on on Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. and they, none of the, the hooknosed. <laughs> the the they would all The yeah. TVs would be unplugged. <laughs> yes. They'd all be in their <laughs> satanic synagogues. I had a, a Jewish friend at school who no, would did. invite her and friends light. around on Saturday to just trying the, to pretend. To, that to your switch wife's the light, switch the lights on. Poor. Oh, Shabbos yes. And you're not actually allowed explicitly to say it. it's Just say, like, "Oh, it's dark in here. <laughs> <Indeed, laughs> oh, it's quite dark in here. Do you want me to switch on the light? I'm not asking you to do anything. <laughs> oh, the Lord will be fooled by this one. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, the uh, the raccoons is on normally on at this sort of time of day, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No no, I, I, like, you know, like, no no there's no such thing as, if, to, if the television were on I would still be in the same room yeah. obviously I, mean, like no, I, can, the, I, I couldn't turn it off it could, exactly it's yeah. stuck with it I stuck with the programme I'm so desperate to if watch. I were a Jewish kid I would just turn the TV on Friday night yeah and just leave it on no because that's willful Is the it? Lord it's would see through that one I'd front. forget the Lord on Friday night no but you can do they, they do things like they leave the stoves on no really yes i will leave the stove I mean they're allowed to and then, but then they say but you can't use a naked flame so sometimes they'll put a kind of metal sheet above it so that you're not cooking on the makeup like, <laughs> it is so ludicrous <laughs> it's so parasitical that's so funny but it's very good because it means that you spend your whole time worrying about trivia rather than sort of um, you know more worrying it's I like the it's great for it, Isra- it's great. Israeli hotel lifts on the, on the Sabbath oh, they're stopping just, at every they floor just to they just, happen to. just broken that day they just happen to stop on every floor <laughs> But I kind of like the fact that you're wasting so much of your time in trying to trying to, to fool God. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you tricked me again. You t- crafty but, Jews. But I thought there was there there is actually in the um, in the Talmud there is a discuss- there is a talk about that, and I think I've mentioned it before, yeah. where um they are these these various rabbis are having an argument about well about What's the correct interpretation of some biblical mm-hmm. um, track? And one writer says, "Well, if, if I've got the correct uh, interpretation, if you've got right, the right interpretation, may the the walls of that building fall down as a sign." And then one says, if "I've got the interpretation, may the other walls fall down as a sign." And so it happens, and and the signs are all very clear, and so on. And then eventually, God just had enough of this bickering and says, um, "No, actually, that other guy's right." He's he, but but then two two of them. Say I hope this badly told. You. Two of them say that the first interpretation is right, and the other guy says, No, I'm sorry, um, uh, I think the other interpretation is right. And they say, Well, two against one, that's the way that we, we do mm-hmm. things. Um, we voted, and that's the interpretation we're going to stick with. Mm-hmm. And then God comes out, and he's just had enough, and says, Look, actually, the, the guy, the single guy in the minority, is right about it. That's what I meant. And they say, you 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 keep out of this. <laughs> yes. um, you told us that we are here to interpret Bible like this, and we are it's our job to interpret what you told us, and yeah. uh, and our custom is to do it like this. And then, <laughs> and then the next phrase is, and then and then, and then um, God laughed and said, "Look how wise my children are." So <laughs> was was kind of amused by this. So there is that sort of you know you've been given the ti It's a bit I suppose like a separation of power in a state in a in a state where you've uh, they. Although theoretically the king has full rights in convention the the king or the queen won't um, will not participate in those rights and yeah. I think that's the kind of the the model that's being used which i which I find both amusing and it can sound ludicrous, but it also has a, a quite a hopeful aspect to it in that you, 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 you have been empowered to bring things down to human level so in a funny way. I also that 's why I also that 's why sometimes it really annoys me these ridiculous loopholes that people try yeah, yeah, but on the other hand, it shows that there is a certain flexibility there, which you know I would be more worried if they weren 't looking for loopholes, right, okay, you know what I mean, and they were just trying to be very, very strict and trying to make life difficult and trying to find ever more unpleasant interpretations, and i can, I kind of like that. Any hard edges, is there's is a desperate attempt to accommodate both saints to say, Well, we're both obeying the text, but we're also kind of trying to make our lives a bit easier. It's, fun, it's uh, doing the Jesus and the Pharisees, and they, he's are the, um, picking corn to eat. And the Pharisee's are like, Oh, you're picking corn on as work on the, on the Sabbath, how dare you do this? And And Jesus says, You know, if your donkey fell down a well on the Sabbath, Sorry, no, if your son, if your son fell down a well. Yeah, if your son fell down a well on on the Sabbath, would you not rescue him? Um, and uh, and they, you know, just pointing out to them that, you know, you've got to think about these These rules are not there to be obeyed because there's a rule, these rules are to be obeyed because you care about the rule having a meaning and a purpose. Um, and uh, so in the NIV version, it says, if your son fell down a well, and it's this little... Um, Footnote thing, and you look at the footnote. says some translations read donkey, right? And I was thinking, if you can interchange the word son and donkey in the, New tes- in the New Testament, well, yes, that's... what implications does this have? Oh, yeah. Like you know, the whole son of God thing. awesome <laughs> The image of a donkey being crucified is a very entertaining one. I don't think you can deny uh, it. I think it's quite poignant. Yes. I, I think donkeys are much put upon. And you <laughs> put- remember that Jesus was going to come on an ass. This is true. But then Victoria says that that's been misinterpreted because actually having an ass was quite a high status thing at that time. Not everybody had a. a oh no, indeed. Well, the whole um, you know the See, myth- everything is tr- is complicated. Indeed, the nativity myth, the, the myth from the nativity that the Mary wrote to uh, to Jerusalem to, yeah, to Jerusalem. No, no. To Nazareth on a donkey. Yeah, there's no donkey mentioned in the Bible. It's not even alluded to that there right. was a donkey. They walked, and the reason they walked is because she was 14 and he was probably about 18. They had they. God, God, the pedo <laughs> in the situation. Yeah. So you've got this 13, 14, probably 14 year old yeah. pregnant woman, pregnant girl, with her, you know, teenage boyfriend, and they they have no money, and they for could never have afforded a donkey, and that's why they very likely walked that hideous journey all the way to. Bethlehem to be counted let yeah. census let me see what's going we've on we've gone here. on for ages which I love really? I think it's a been I'm I'm enjoying sure enjoying should we? we should probably wind up the let's, let's wind I think we've wound up quite a few people already wound up, <laughs> we wound up the Jews the Chinese the blind there was a bit of deaf certainly the women but there's no reason to wind up especially so certain times well, I don't of think I don't think women listen, do they? No. They, it's probably a bit complicated, all the words. We're Two different people's words. Yeah, the men's brains Back and women's port. brains are different, did you see? It's yes, all that. Which so much from my gender studies teacher saying it's so, all such, so it's proven now with science with men's <laughs> science, I noticed. <laughs> but she would, yes. she, would she would have said that. She would have said that's just a phallocentric interpretation of things. You can't say that. But it was but if good. you look on the lines that I drew it in the men's, it did draw out the line shape of a cock. So, yeah. in fairness. Um... Uh, It's interesting that because all the previous science about men's women's race has said that one in six things, so one in six men have this type and one in six women. One in six men have the women type and one in six women have the men's type. And that's been the belief for a couple of Mm. decades. And so I'm wondering, does this contradict this? Does this say that, no, that it's a, all men are this way and all women are this way? But I read like the that. report that it was very much a BBC-fic- BBC-ification of a scientific. Yeah, it theory. seems unlikely to me that, that it would be quite so clear-cut. Especially because it was like, you meant to go, oh, look, multitasking, because it's going back and forth between the two hemispheres. Yeah, that's so, so simplistic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> multitasking, because you see they've got two processors running. But I, I can't not multitask if, I, if, I, if I, I lose concentration. If I don't, and Laura can't do... I mean, we've talked about this before that Laura can only do one thing at a yeah, time. Yeah, but you've always said that you've had a you have a woman's brain. Well, I've underst- on the under- on the one in six understanding, I de- you know, yes. all the little tests. And you Laura do is more likely to have I do. a more masculine yeah. brain, therefore, because she she if she is a single task or whatever. Yeah, it, exactly. So if that theory stands, and that's why I'm interested in this new finding, is does it contradict that theory? Yeah, but if it's one in six, then that only means. That there are something like one and a half to two billion. Yes, in the exactly. It's like, a <laughs> so, you know, almost, it's irrelevant, there's <laughs> <and> almost nobody. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Um, I love that, that how, how completely, like Laura will say, oh, just tell me while I'm doing this. I should go, no, because <laughs> mm. there'd be no point. No. no. Whereas me, if I sit through lectures or anything like that, or go to sermons, or whatever, you do, I have to play puzzle games at and the same you do, time. And you do most of the cooking. Yes, and I you wear do. a pinny? I don't wear a pinny, but I should. I think you should. Because I get through so many t shirts. Actually, you must now mm-hmm. and, you, and you definitely, definitely should. Can you... what, what shall I have on my pinny? Well, it's got to be pink for a star. Uh huh. Like, shall I have like a comedy breasts? Yes. You or... I mean, should look as this. Kiss the chef. Kiss the chef. Sh- classic. Kiss the chef. Uh-huh. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> comedy <laughs> pennies. Comedy pennies. Comedy pennies. There's a title. Do you know what I like? There's a title for this, this episode. Comedy, Comedy Finneys. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I like? Aphorisms. Do you? Oh, no. I like it best of all when they're etched, then they're burned into pieces of wood. Oh, yes. Where you can then screw to the wall. Oh. A, pretty, a lived-in house is a lovely, warm home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask our people. Well, I think we Let's see... ask our people for an aphorism. Oh, yeah. People tweet us out yeah. how I'm doing. So your best aphorisms. What yeah. was that one we saw oh. today? Of... Uh, Da- a daughter, a father is a daughter's first love. love? yes. So, it's, it's true, that was it? in a church. It was in a church. It's true, but it's kind of creepy. Expressed like as wrong. Yes, it was odd. A father is a daughter's first yes. kiss. <laughs> That's true, That's too. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we just need more of those, please. Yes. Oh, I saw so many recently. I was at some, another craft fair, mm. and there's just stacks of them. Each and every one was just nothingness and all, oh. and it just makes me so upset that someone wants that and goes oh yes that's lovely that speaks the truth to me doesn't it put that on my wall it'll be lovely in my in my my house where i only listen to local commercial radio that plays the same <laughs> six songs i'm already it it familiar to- with put, put it in the toilet or the kitchen or the entrance hall i think put it on i think put it on the entrance hall so everyone sees it when they come in oh i, I preferably on a, a, uh, either real or pseudo knitted Toilets are of course For the footsteps prayer What's that? Oh you must know Oh yes You've got something Almost You've got like a uh, um, An atheist version Of one of those In your spare room That was a mistake it, yes. was by, it was by Henry Thoreau, and I just there. I just saw there's a poster of a nice uh, sea mm-hmm. uh, going onto a beach, and I thought because that room originally had a kind of sea theme because mm-hmm. it had these white floorboards and it looked like a kind oh, of sea really? hat, and we really? had stripes and blah. Oh, nice! And uh, I thought, well, this and here's a nice picture of the sea, mm-hmm. and I hadn't realised when I'd ordered it because the gift was so small. Right. <laughs> it's a bit of text inside this. <laughs> awful kind of saccharine, um, saccharine saccharine saying every step in life is another set oh shut up but it looks like a Christian poster that's what's so funny about it but yeah. it contains it's completely uh, completely atheist secular I don't secular think atheist, you. No, I thought it was funny to say atheist. I was going to say heathen but I thought I don't know which would be funnier been better. no heathen would have been better heathen would have been better you're right give me an athe- uh, uh, no give me, give, me, give me an atherism now <laughs> I, can a sound, I can only to be bland or not, but sound wise um there's nothing in, the, in life that can't be helped by a hug. <laughs> it's true. There... It's a fact. <laughs> 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 but, but I bet that exists somewhere. I bet someone's got that on their wall somewhere. There is no past. There is no future. There is only now. Memories are a way to learn from our past hopes are a way to learn from our future (laughs) how about that I feel sick it doesn't quite make sense when it sounds like it it (laughs) and also uh, and I've also gone (laughs) (laughs) hypoglycemic give me (laughs) an insulin injection quickly Say that again, because they were so awful that it needs to be. Memories. Yeah, actually, you need to. What you need to do, there must be an application that you can get which makes something look as if it's been sewn into a cushion. Oh yes, we should have <laughs> rum doing mugs and t-shirts with this on. Oh, yes, memories are a way to learn from our past. Hopes are a way to learn from our future. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's beautiful. I've moved myself. I can't remember if I'm half something. stealing that from something I saw in a craft fair or not, but I don't really something's mind. Something's moved. Um, this is true what a, a bowl. what a beautiful yeah. oh you for spelling that a poo poo's come out your bottom <laughs> it has yeah. oh. sing a poo poo song I can't remember it anymore even though Judy was singing it a poo poo where are you yeah we had a lot of that tonight. oh my band. we had a lot of that this evening didn't we, we did yes Judy's better than she was when you last saw her. Isn't She's she? been very, very lovely today. Well, then fairness, she was very, very lovely for the first two thirds of the cruise. And then she had enough of you. Then she just had quite <laughs> enough. And she said, No, you're not my friend, go <laughs> away. <laughs> exactly. And then you refused to attend her birthday party. I did. For that very reason. I didn't feel like I. I felt like if you'd given her any choice over the invitation, she certainly wouldn't have put my name down. But I think, well, it depends what the present would have also, been. Also, quite, quite mercenary. <laughs> Nick, would you like to come to a, to a four-year-old's birthday party? Depends whose. <laughs> I don't think the honest answer is no. It Depends whose. Adam Huffman came. Would you like to travel 250 miles to go to a four-year-old's birthday party? Adam Huffman came. It's not my fault that Adam Huffman is a, is a dumbo. Now you've done it. He doesn't listen anymore. He hates this podcast. No, but he does and... tell us how he. No, no, I think hasn't he hasn't finally given up because he hates it so much. Uh, yeah, yes. And he's obviously not a dumbo. He's a lovely intelligent man. Yeah. Who attends my daughter's he birthday? Who's dumb enough I mean, to go to uh, your daughter's birthday? I don't like you. Right, shall we end this? <laughs> but novel? he is in Manchester, so probably we'll anything he to get away is from to London now. Has he? I think you probably told me that when I saw him at the at the party. You did, but you, you don't it, you know. Right. Good evening. I'll Aldi. Yeah. So, whatever. See it is it is actually It's but, so much better face to face. Yeah, we're gonna to have to pay for those fifty quid tickets Ugh. again. Everybody, there, that guy we told us, the millionaire who listens, just give us one of your millions. One bloody million pounds, all in want is one million pounds. We're not asking for ten million, I'm not no. greedy. No, one million each. There yeah. is, I believe, I genuinely believe in my heart. Yes. In my heart, my muscle. Because that's where the belief is. My muscle, I Inside believe. Inside the left ventricle. <laughs> that's, right. that's where beliefs <laughs> last. It's in the valve between the left right. atrium and ventricle. Yeah. there, I believe that there is someone listening to this podcast who could give away a million John. pounds. To carry on, just carry on with their life without having any commitment. For there to be life, yes, there needs to be believe. Be, be 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 <laughs> that will have moved the millionaire to give to us a To be alive, balance. you need to believe. To be alive. To be alive. To be alive. You must believe. On me. To be It's somehow turned into a crossword. To be alive, you <laughs> must believe on <aren't laughs> me. Yes. It's, it's a cryptic yes. crossword aphorisms. So yeah, tweet your aphorisms to <laughs> at rumdoings. They've emailed them to, to rumdoings. A good aphorism needs to look as if it's trying to be profound, but actually make you feel a little bit sick. It's a little bit sick. Email to podcast.rumdoings.com and if um, no one listens. actually will do that obviously with At laughing laughable suggestion anyone will bother horrible people awful people I really want you to count how many because I think we maybe we used to have 10,000 listeners I think we might be down to about 10 Two. I think that might be the issue goodbye <laughs> bye bye